Hey, TC, what time is it? Uh, it's time for a makeover. Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm TC. And welcome to Movie Makeover, the podcast where we take the movies you love, think you love, guilty pleasures, or just downright hate. And give them a much-needed update. Every episode, we'll review the good, the bad, and ultimately the makeover, where we pitch our changes for the film or cast our own reboots. This week's movie is 1997's I Know What You Did Last Summer. Written by Kevin, <laughs> written by <laughs> Kevin Williamson of Dawson's Creek, Scream, and Vampire Diaries fame. Uh, directed by Jim Gillespie, um, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Felipe, and Anne Heche. And, and Johnny Galecki. And, and Johnny Galecki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's a very good point. Um, and Anne Heche could stop mailing Johnny Galecki. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, you know what? Um, which I have a lot to get into, but if you're here, we have a guest this week. Yay! Well. Sorry, I started talking already. <laughs> yeah, no, you're really fine. So, uh, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Jen Halligan. I am a comedian, writer, performer, and also elementary school teacher. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wearing multiple hats. Multi- yeah, yeah, I want to say multi-talented. <laughs> <laughs> and I am obsessed with this movie. So Absolutely. So happy to be here. This movie was requested by you, just oh, to be clear. Yes. Yeah, like, actually, we were, like, <laughs> pitching, yeah, we were pitching ideas, and you were like, could we do I Know What You Did Last Summer? And I was like, done. I don't need to hear anything else from you. So, Jen, what is your personal personal history with this movie my my story my journey with this movie yeah. um well I think I saw it for the first time in high school but I see I've seen it so many times that it's hard to remember the very first time because <laughs> it's just like it all blends together it is like a comfort food for me it's like having mac and cheese it's like I get to watch these terrible actors yes get murdered it's so much fun. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that what makes it therapeutic? I mean, I don't... It, maybe. Like, I, I can't even pinpoint it. And, like, even watching it again, I was like, what? Like, I was so excited for certain scenes. Like, I was yes. very excited for the Sarah Michelle Gellar getting killed scene. Which, by the way, um, I was going to list that as my good, and I will when we talk about yeah. it. Yeah. It is known as, like, one of the best chase scenes in heart. Oh my god. And when so she's like, beating so hard. We will get into that, sir. We will get into that. It is, it is, we will get there. But go ahead, Jen. But yeah, I, I don't protest. <laughs> so I actually, I feel like this, this movie is what spawned my passion for like PG-13 and like bad horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like I love them. And I, like I. <laughs> well, this was a time period where we had Ample amounts mm-hmm. to choose from. Yeah. I mean, from everything from urban legends to the faculty to yes. like. But I want to say that it's like it's not that like like this movie as I wrote earlier. It's like it's because of the success of Scream that we got everything else. Mm-hmm. Like Scream led to this. Yeah. Did this come out? Didn't they come out around the same time? They're so both no, Kevin Williamson. So what happened was Kevin Williamson wrote this before Scream. Mm. Scream, like, he couldn't sell it anywhere. Scream won, and immediately Columbia was like, we'll take it. <laughs> like, we'll take anything else you And have. it's clear that they didn't read the first draft <laughs> before putting in the pitch. Oh, we're, 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 we're gonna talk about that, too. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the, the issue, and I was saying this earlier, is that, like, I, the things that make this, like, categorically a bad movie are the things that I love about it. Absolutely. So it's really, it's hard for me to say, like, oh, this is good and this is bad because it's like, I'm aware that this is bad. (laughs) But I love that they committed so fucking hard. Yes, yes. Yes. All right, so, uh, TC, you tell me your history with this. What was your 
You know, this was I it was a you know me, I'm a huge horror movie fan. I grew up watching yes. them. I remember seeing this in theaters uh-huh. coming off of the excitement of Scream. Um I I was in elementary school when this came out. But I just remember like even as a child, this was also one of the first VHSs I had too, like <laughs> of, of of a horror movie that yeah. I had. And I remember even as a child thinking, I like this movie, I like these actors, but I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> I don't, and I gotta be honest, <laughs> still don't quite know how the events of one summer led to the events of we're, the next. We're getting there. But, I, but even <laughs> with that said, I still enjoyed the movie. It was still on repeat. Like mm-hmm. she said, like it was just one of those things that was just always on. I think too that um, because... Obviously, with our history, yeah. <laughs> the Boy Meets World, it's uh, the yeah. episode where Jennifer yeah, Love Hewitt appears. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that episode. <laughs> it's it's why we started our other <laughs> podcast. No lie, we were like, we were, we just wanted an excuse to talk about that episode. We wanted, <laughs> so we, were, you're right. We were like, what if we did all five seasons just so we could talk about this one episode? <laughs> Um, um, but that, it was just that thing where it became like part of pop culture, and even in scary movie, you, like you see yeah. so many um, you know, like parodies of this that it just became a really uh, a pivotal part of that part of the '90s. So yes. um, that's just what I remember. All right, so um, my my experience with this movie was very similar to yours, Jen, which is that it was my introduction to like <laughs> teen slashers. Like I saw this before I saw Scream. And it really gave me <laughs> like, <laughs> for the best. <laughs> but like it just gave me like a passion for like this kind of that I mentioned vampire diaries mm-hmm. or like this little teen soap opera overacting, over exaggeratedness. And with but, scary things that because they're happening in such a ridiculous way, like aren't scary. Exactly. Like I don't I I will watch a thriller, but I don't like gore. Yeah. And so this is this movie specifically doesn't have a lot of gore in it. It has like shocking moments. You see and, like, blood, but you don't see like exactly like any penetration well, of like yeah. a knife. That's what the the PG thirteen horror movie theme also LOL penetration. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's the perfect genre because it's like it's exactly like Vampire Diaries. Like I, the first when I got hooked on that was because I turned that episode and someone like literally got decapitated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like in a funny way almost. Yeah, like I love it. And, yeah. and absolutely, and then like uh, I think. Gillespie, the director, specifically said that he didn't want it to be mm-hmm. overly gory. And yeah. so, like, even the one scene that we have, which is when Elsa, you know, like, there's, like, splatter of blood, uh, that was, like, they had to put that in because the stakes just didn't seem realistic enough. Mm-hmm. One of the you know? defining characteristics of this, like, pivot in horror movies uh, really comes from Kevin Williamson because prior to this, it was that focus on blood and gore. When you think yeah. of like mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th, it was always like, what creative way can they come up with to kill this person? Exactly. But from screen screen on, there was so much more focus on like the dialogue and what the characters were saying Mistakes. and how, uh, what you could do to make uh, just the format more interesting uh-huh. um, versus just the tried and true, we're just going to kill this person in a fun way. Yeah. And the mystery of it too, because as little as it may make sense, they do have like a mystery of like solving, like who is this person who's trying to kill us? Like what's going it's on? It's a classic whodunit. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is a whodunit. And 
I, I want to get into that. So anyway, uh, let's, in order to do that, give us the critics' perception. Like, we talked about how we felt yeah. about it. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, what, what did the critics say, TZ? Well, um, I will say that this movie was a, a pretty big success. With a budget of $17 million, it grossed $125 million, Wow. Which oh, it is, was getting a sequel, Which for is sure. why <laughs> we had so many of these horror movies, because they were cheap and they made so much money. Yeah. Um... But it was not well received. Uh, I, uh, IMDb gives it a 5.7 uh, out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 42%. And um, Roger Ebert gave it one star, saying that at the end of the movie, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, he basically looked around at his colleagues, saw that they were trying to make more sense of the movie than the <laughs> filmmakers were. So <laughs> that's probably the greatest uh, way to segue into a podcast about this movie. I love Roger Ebert. Yeah, like it's really interesting especially now to hear what he likes and what he doesn't like because what movie did he give like a chance he was like oh it's actually like really deep and you're like really this was where Roger like, he gave like Flintstones or Risky yeah. Business or something yeah. like that I think he it was g- Flintstones yeah. where he was like oh no like they, they they nailed it and you were like really this was where you were like uh That's nail in the not. head <laughs> but I this like, one I'm like yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I mean I love that they didn't figure it out like yeah. I love that they are like you know, sometimes the murderer walks slow, and sometimes he's very nimble. Like, I, I, just, <laughs> there, I mean, like just I, efficient dude. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what fish house he was working with, but dude had it together. I mean, like in and out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the when he has the body and all of the crabs and everything yeah, yeah. in the trunk, she leaves. You know, eight minutes tops. And it's all gone, and not to mention it's he detailed. I mean, the truck, yeah. like it's like, 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 vacuum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like oh, what again, is happening? Ryan Felipe, when like when Barry dies, like mm-hmm. it just he, that crime there's scene no is like blood. there's like one drop of blood, and you're like, dude is efficient. Oh, I mean, well, yeah. I actually I was I was gonna say this, but I think that was actually intentional to show that the how the kids cleaned up the body after they hit did it with their car. Oh, we'll get into that. All right, that so that um, actually makes it. If you yeah. haven't, if you haven't um, figured it out already, there will be spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but to give you a summary of what we're talking about, um, in the movie, after Helen Shivers, played by Sarah Michelle Gellar, incredible name, uh, yeah, right, wins a beauty pageant. Uh, her friend Julie James, played by Jennifer Love Hewitt, Barry Barry Cox, Ryan Felipe. And Barry Bronson, Freddie Prince Jr. are celebrating uh, along with um, their graduation on the Fourth of July. Who graduates? Like the who graduates <laughs> July third? <30? laughs> <laughs> also, this beauty pageant. Yeah, I have. I want to come back to. But I also. We're gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the four friends are like partying. They're on the beach. They're telling this story about like you know this urban legend with the hook for hand. They're telling a story like, that apparently all of them already knew. I didn't know wh- who was telling the story to who because they all had an understanding of it. Again, I just want to know when we ever we do stuff like this. I'm like. Who did this? Like, did you and your friends go out to the beach and just tell each other horrors? Now, this is a great... I thought this too, because, like, where does this movie take place? Is this North Carolina-based, as most Kevin Williamson movies and productions are? Or is this West Coast? So, the thing is, it is filmed in North Carolina, as most things are. However, they went to... They filmed the accident... Um, on the West Coast yeah. because he he described it as the flattest state he'd ever yeah. seen. Because like, I was like, yeah. I, I lived in North Carolina for a minute, and there's not rocky cliffs like that anywhere yeah. but California. So I exactly, know. it's it's somehow movie magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, so sorry. Uh, <laughs> they head out to the beach in the middle of the night. Barry is drunk and decides to let Ray drive his car uh, back from the beach on their way. They hit um, and apparently kill a man. Um, because they think it's his... Because they think they've killed someone, they literally toss him. They think that, yeah, the right thing to do now is, uh, throw the body overboard and... But he's not dead. Dun, dun, dun. Turns out, like, um, while they were dumping the body, um, apparently the, the body that they assume they hit, uh, comes back to kill them. Um, and it's just, like, a mystery of, like, who's targeting them. Yeah, they go through the rest of the movie, like, really just, like, one, like, useless clue after another. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like, someone, that's what the part I'm missing. Uh, Julie, played by, again, Jennifer Love Hewitt, gets a note that says, I know what you did last summer. And thus the the mystery begins. And, and that she, is our yeah. plot summary. <laughs> so yeah, she comes home from being like in college and having just terrible bangs. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, everyone gets bangs their first year of college. I did it too. Okay. <laughs> it was a were, big bang reveal too, wasn't like, it? And it hers is like stringy. Then I, it's like it's like one year later, she's in college. She do, does this like dramatic chair turn, and then the bangs just flow. <laughs> Oh, you don't look good. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing that's weird to me, and I'll talk more about it in the bad, which is that they were like, do you see how terrible she looks? She doesn't even use makeup. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> She's so distraught, she's decided to get bangs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, so let's talk about the good in this okay. movie, because as always, I think that, um, to me, one of the things that I really liked about this movie is it kind of, it completely ditches this premise, but there's, like, a whole consequences to actions, or, like, taking ownership of what you've done. It's kind of, like, I guess the theme of the movie. Um, Yeah, I'll agree with that, because there is a point where, um, you know, they're at the end of the movie, it's, like, July 4th, they're all getting ready to, like, confront this guy, and Freddie Prince Jr. is trying to convince Jennifer Love, uh, like, hey, let's just disappear, let's get out of town, let's go, and um, she says something to the effect of, you know, I can't run away from this anymore, like, I have to deal with this, and I thought that, you know, through all the problems with the script, there was something that they were trying to get across about, you know, taking responsibility for your actions. Well, two things about that. One, they say that, and then the, the first time they're given the opportunity, cop's like, hey, why would this guy try to kill you? No reason. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, we'll get there. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I was like, that's oh, because lying seemed to be yeah. what got you into this. Yeah, but maybe it. that's why there's the sequel. But that also, like, I mean... Honestly, fucked up police. Like, yeah, you know, that yeah. Was, like, they took responsibility for themselves. Like, yeah. it was more of a personal thing. They didn't need to get cops thing. involved. They, they established already the cops in this town were terrible. Like, yes. the cop didn't believe Sarah Michelle Geller. Also, when she is like seeing Ryan Felipe get killed. And then she's screaming and like, oh my god, they all look at her and are like... Yeah, like, no one turns around. People actively hold her back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sex is a man in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're getting, again, all these things are really But I will say, I love a lot of the fashion choices of, of this. <laughs> Even though they're, they're terrible, mm-hmm. it's one of the things that Jen was saying, like, it's... It's terrible, but it's amazing at the same time. Like, one of the things I really love is that they tried so hard to make Jennifer Love Hewitt this, like, virginal character, even though she loses her virginity on a sandy beach with no blanket. <laughs> no, just think about where it got. And it's, 
so th- in that scene where they go to Anne Hayes' house for the first time, Sarah Michelle Gellar is wearing a crop top and Daisy <laughs> yes, Dukes. Yes. Jennifer Love Hewitt is wearing a full, like, from <laughs> like neck Mormon to for some toe, reason. Yeah. completely covered yeah. in a drapey white. I was like, it's the middle of summer. <laughs> what is going on? She was depressed. <laughs> I, one of the things that I love, though, is, like, they do have a sense of humor throughout the whole thing. Like, I think it's, like, they're taking it seriously, but they're also, like, they're not. Like, at the beginning, there's a, a moment where Sarah Michelle Gellar and, like, Ryan Felipe are, like, talking about their future. And she's like, you're going to be a football player. Like, I'm going to be a movie star. And then, like, we're going to, you're going to impregnate with me with our first of three children before you go to rehab for the first time. Yeah. And it was just like, yes. Like, there's, like, I get that they know that this movie is silly. Like, yeah. there, There's, well, for me, what that... What I like about it is it established its characters in, like, a funny way. And I don't know, like, for me, it was good because it established it in a funny way. But, like, there is a totally a way of, like, saying it was bad. Because, like, it opens up with Julie being like, you know I'm a feminist, right? And you're just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. everything we need to know about her. And then she's like, I'm gonna go to New York and be a model. And you're like... Dumb, naive girl. We get it. <laughs> but I will say, I did love that. That the really the first lines we hear these main characters say are, to, are about Sarah Michelle Gellar's boobs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Again, it's just like we established who we are. They kind of do it in a way that, to me, is fun, uh, and it's supposed to be fun. And um, I, I thought that was really good. Going back to what I said earlier. A, a little bit about like the lesson here. One thing that I think is important to note is when I did my research, turns out this is based on a book. Yeah, I saw yeah. that too. And the book is actually about like ownership and consequences of your actions and like everything like that. So again, I think that's very the... loosely based on. Yeah. <laughs> oh no no. By the way, it's been say, very. I read the notes and they were like, no, they like took the title <laughs> and like that was it. But like the source material. Um, Difference greatly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that. I'd love to read that. Yeah, this. I, I yeah, no, I, I'm interested. Um, in one of the things I did like, and I saw that one of the critics said this was that uh, they said that with Scream, the characters in the movie are acknowledging the tropes of a horror movie, mm-hmm. and so that made it really kind of like this next level of meta self aware mm-hmm. horror. But this is more of a throwback to like the early 1980s, whereas the characters aren't saying, "Hey, we shouldn't." run up the stairs they're just actively doing it like they're doing all the things that scream is making fun of in a way that is is kind of a classic throwback that some people actually like we're saying like that's what we enjoyed about it was that it felt more traditional well again um the director gillespie he what he said was that he wanted like those points he wanted to hit those beats but in a different way and like i thought about that specifically with sarah michelle geller's um scene when she goes up the you know the yeah the pulley or whatever it's called the dumbwaiter um that's a way like you know she's locked in she can't and there there are no stairs there she literally has to like that's her going up going up to the second floor in a different way he goes up the stairs oh well i'm like she can't at that particular point she can't run up the stairs but you're right like the killer is going up the stairs yeah as opposed to her running up the stairs where you're like why would you do that when the door there's so many points where you're just like why would you guys do it this way but i think i one of the reasons i do love sarah michelle geller's like escape scene is because 
she makes it so far. Like, I feel like her character has so much growth throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Even, like, it's, like, she, the way that she starts out on the beach, and then she's been kind of knocked down a peg, and she's working at the store. But, like, just through... And her sister hates her. Her sister's oh, wait, 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 a I, bitch. So, I want to say that because one of the, like, in a good category, it passes the Bechdel test almost immediately. Oh, for sure. Like, like, it's, like, immediately her sister, and you, I was gonna say, like, her sister is kind of, like, you, it's weird because you get that... You know, they hate each other. They're never like, dad liked you more and that's why I'm this way. It's just like, you can tell her sister hates her yeah. and like that relationship feels I feel real. like if her sister <laughs> found her dead, she wouldn't be as upset. <laughs> but I will agree with you that but, like Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller, her fight to stay alive was way more than Jennifer Love Hewitt's. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it was almost like at a certain point, they were both the final girl. Like there wasn't yeah. any one specific final girl. I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt loses her virginity at the start of the movie, so there's not even that to carry her into this whole, like, she's the designated yeah. final girl, so... Especially, I mean, because, I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt is the final girl because she was the one who, like, didn't want to do it. You know, she was yeah. mm-hmm. had the moral code. But Sarah Michelle Gellar, like, I feel like she's destined to die because she didn't have that moral code at the beginning, but mm-hmm. I feel like it hurts more because you've seen her grow that moral code. Like, you've seen her, like, become stronger, more independent just through the movie. Like... It feels like she has, like, been, like, she's grown and, be, like, more matured. So, it's, like, when she is fighting for her life, it also helps that it's, like, it's Buffy. But, like, you know, she is, she is showing intelligence. She is, like, making it work. Like, That's she, one of the things that I, like, when I saw this movie, it was the very first time, because, like I said, it kind of introduced me to, like, the PG-13 ones where, like, but I had seen, you know, other yeah. uh, ones before. But this was the very first time I had seen someone work hard like she she did everything she could and to be honest let's be honest she only dies because the script needed her to because there's no way that girl would have paused like yeah. i was like yeah. why in the world would you pause they, they don't even give like a reason where she like heard something behind her yeah she literally just gets to a point stop not even to catch her breath she just stops <laughs> and yeah. then, like looks back and it feels like Almost. But then when you see on her face that she has known she has made it. But I, you know, I honestly, I do think Sarah Michelle Gellar is a good actress. Yes. yes. So like that makes it different too. Like, because I think she's genuinely good. So like during that fight for her life, you see how much she wants to live. Like you see her pain over losing her sister, even though it like. She's a great screamer. Yeah. And then when she, when she is almost there, like her face is just like, I made it. I made it. And then she didn't. And it's like, oh. And it hurts. I will say it's gut-wrenching um because you do you see her like she's in this dark alley like she's she's literally fought and it's weird because we talk a lot about the or i think for me the department store is like where you consider like this really big chase but it starts from the moment she's in the police car Mm -hmm. yeah and like which by the way kevin williamson (laughs) screen two police car getting locked into it yeah yeah but it's like it starts in the police car and she is just Again, she does not, like, accept, oh, the door won't open and I'm stuck. She's like, bitch is breaking this window. Yeah. yeah. She's getting out. She immediately, you know, like, runs to the store. Um, And, she, you know, Elsa's there. She's like, Elsa, go to the back door. Lock it. You know, she's mm. being mindful. She makes, like, these little mistakes. But, as you said, I think she kind of is always a little self-aware. Yeah. In a way that we don't usually get. Because, like, I, w- I saw the scene... Where she goes downstairs and she's looking for Elsa and she looks at the mannequins. And there's like a moment where she looks at the mannequins and she like knows. <laughs> you know, she realizes she's fucked up because yeah. that one of them is him. Yeah. And it's just like this moment of I, I know you said that this scene was like 
one of the fan, and I know this is like it, I do see it on like lists of like really popular like chase scenes in horror movies, but I think that again I'm just coming from someone who like is hardcore horror movie buff. Like there's a lot of the stuff I've seen before. Like this didn't show me anything that I hadn't seen already to make this go like oh this is such an important movie chase when horror was the chase. last time like again for me and I. I you mentioned it, Jen, and so I mean, when what other movie had someone fight this hard? Who wasn't the final girl? I guess I don't. It's not so much about the fight of it. I think as far as just like it being scary, I just oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't find it to be scary. But I do agree that she she's she's working her ass off. It is. I, I think the tensest moment. I'm gonna say I don't like, I don't find it scary. I think it's just there's intensity. You're but like on it. You're like I want her to live. Like I want yes. her to live, and that's the thing too. Is once again great actress, but like she like her character changes so much from being that like one that you would be like oh I'm happy if she dies whatever clearly like yeah. to being like please live please live. Yeah, that and that's and that's that's what's really great about it. Um, and one of the things I did really like about this movie. Is this whole, like, what you were saying, how, like, you saw her get knocked down a peg in the movie, and you really kind of see that with all the characters, that the guilt of what happened isn't something that they can just hide. This isn't just a secret that they're just so easily able to move on from. Like, Jennifer Love Hewitt, her mom thinks she's doing drugs. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar, she went to New York, and I'm assu- I mean, like... I mean, maybe it's just that thing of like small town girl tries to go, mm-hmm. but I I think it's the stress of carrying around the secret, mm-hmm. the weight of it that's been kind of like tearing She's them just not all as down. As she was. None yeah. of them are where they want to be, except for Ryan Phillippe. Funny, which enough. by the way, so what I what I <laughs> yeah. love and what I, kind of like to move on from the the chasing, which by again fantastic in my mind. Ryan Felipe is one of the Barry is one of the most realistic characters i think ever it's sad but it's so true because he's every person you ever hated in high school well every like he's he is that entitled white dude where it's just like from the moment we get in where he is he's before the accident he's angry he uses like you know his supposed physical nature i'm like (laughs) you have no body mass like a flick take you love out. 90s hot guys they're yeah. so tiny yeah. but he's but, but he has that shirts. ego of someone you know he threatens julie they all listen he's leader of the pack even though there's no reason for him to be and it's because it's established he has money and like it's his dad bought him the car and it's all these things you know he's the one who's just like immediately after yeah let's get rid of the body and everyone's just like i feel like there's steps like, yeah, I, like, I yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you guys think was the backstory with Max? Oh, wait, 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 I want, I want to just, the reason why I brought up Ryan Felipe is, like I said, that I thought he was one of the most realistic ones, but it's also, it was funny because he has a line, you were talking about how everyone deals with this, mm-hmm. he has a line with, where he said, I wrote it down, it was like, from now on, this is just a therapy bill. He was like, like it was something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a future therapy bill. He's yeah. like, this is, yeah, this is, uh, let's see if I can find it. But it was, to me, one of the funniest lines. And again, right, this is now merely a future therapy bill. Yeah. And, um, that is such an iconic Kevin Williamson line too. That is like, just, it's so, it's so Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> That's so Kevin. Yeah, but just the idea, this, the fact that Barry, his hubris, he feels, will protect him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, he just, he, he meets everything with anger, mm-hmm. which I guess is like another form. Like we talked about like Julie being depressed and, um, what is our, 
Sarah yeah, Michelle Gellar, yeah, her not yeah. making it as an actress. actress. Freddie Prince Jr. becoming a fisherman. Yeah, like, like, like it's didn't, just, yeah, he was going to go to college. Yeah, like, yeah, but like Barry is just like he's just angry all the time. And again, it's like I guess you could read that as like this repressed thing. If they so but much, he got he became it, more of an asshole. Like, yeah, he, he was wasn't always as an asshole. Yeah, but yeah. What, I, but it's like it goes from like I I think it's a very there's something realistic about. Men who anger is how they express yeah. their stress. You know what I mean? It's just like he he feels like if he can be angry enough, he can control the situation. That's um, how he meets Max. He's just like, yeah. I handled it. And, you're and like, did you? That's, <laughs> that's why I was asking you guys about Max because it seems like <laughs> there was so much beef with Max from the beginning, and I was like, yeah. what happened here? So my whole thing with Max is just he Max is that guy. The characters to me, I will say, like, they feel real. And Max is that guy who's like, I'm the good guy, so you should be with me, yeah. not with these D-holes. I and felt you're like, like, are you was, any better? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like he was someone who, like, had, like, a crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. And, like, she wasn't interested. And, like, she was being nice to him, but they all thought he was really weird. And he was super weird. Yeah. Um, it's and, intense. Like, I don't know why he died. Like, that made no sense. Or, like, why then the killer put Barry's jacket on him. My favorite, like, it's said as though it's going to be, like, a mic drop moment is, like, uh, after, like, when you're saying, like, Barry is pissed off and going, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, he wasn't in the trunk. And then uh, Julie turns to him and goes, where's your jacket, Barry? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, that's a, that's a, again, there's, there's kind of lo- logic to this. Like, she's like, all right, where's your jacket? You know, it's yeah. like, a, you're telling me that I'm wrong or that I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. You know that you were attacked. Like, these things And then your jacket up. is missing. I also like, love that, like, right after that scene, um, Freddie Prince Jr. shows up. He's like, yeah, I got a letter. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. You got a letter? She got her hair chopped off. There was, like, a dead body in her trunk. I got hit by her. But you got a letter. <laughs> yeah. I, like, it's sometimes I'm, like, yeah, I get why Barry's yelling at Freddie Prinze Jr. Because, like, he, like, he's... Yeah, he's kind of stupid. He's total weenus. But and his, his story of being, like, the kid from the wrong side of the tracks, you know, that whole thing. But that's, that's, okay, so here's my theory. <laughs> I have a theory that Max and Barry, Freddie Prince Jr. and Johnny Galecki, they used to be best friends. No, uh-huh. Barry is Ryan Felipe. Okay, I'm sorry. Ray is Freddie Prince Ray and Max. Yeah. yeah. They used to be best friends, and they weren't part of the cool group, and they both crushed on Jennifer Love Hewitt. Then Jennifer Love Hewitt got with him, and then, like, it pissed Max off, and he was like, we're no longer friends, and I'm still crushing on her, and you're just trying to be with the cool kids or whatever, and that's why there's that beef. They set him up to be a red herring in this movie as well, Mm -hmm. but he's also the first death, so it's, it's, it's super frustrating to see that, like, they had this character that they could have done something more with that they just did nothing with, but then they were like, hey, we have... 10 pages left in the script. Let's just throw some new shit well, so at it. So I, I did research again. It's, I will put this personally, I would put this in the bad, but there is a backstory and there is logic to why Max was killed. Because I was like, too, I was like, this makes no sense. He didn't do anything. But what happens is in that scene when Ryan Felipe, when Barry, you know, attacks Max, uh, he says, you were there that night. And Max says, I'm going to go to the cops. And, you know, tell them. And they're like, it's implied. It's not good, but it's not good. It's not shown anywhere. But it's implied because he was going to go to the cops, then the cops would be watching Barry. And then they could, like, the rest of the killer's plans 
couldn't be... That makes sense, and also it helps to bolster the idea that Freddie Prince Jr. is the killer, because it's yes. like, oh, you're gonna go to the cops, so then, because they're trying to also make us seem like Ray is doing yes, it. Yes, yes, exactly, and like, they do, they do try to set up, you know, that Ray, there are moments that... I'm on board. I think this is a good column. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's just like, it's it's there, and I will say, and this, this movie does a lot of things to where I was like, how would you even, because I've seen it so many times, yeah. how would you even know? And then I was like, oh wait, no, it actually has a moment where it explains how the killer knows where to go, whatever, because the scene where he's in the closet... Mm-hmm. Um, hiding in... Jacking off to Sarah Michelle yeah. color changing. By the way, I wrote that down, but like... <laughs> it's um, in my back column. Yeah. <laughs> when he's in the closet watching her get undressed, that's when Elsa <laughs> Elsa comes in and Elsa says, hey, we're doing inventory at the store tomorrow. I'm going to be there after 10. You know, it's just like all of these things are... He now knows where she's going, why he she goes directly. about the parade. Exactly. Yeah. So like all of these things... In any other movie, he would just show up, and you'd be like, how would he even know? And I feel like that would be a huge part of it. They kind of always, in a way, ground him being human. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, To sure. an extent. To, I said, in a way. <laughs> Can we... Is there any other good... <laughs> Does anyone else have good? I, I, I wanted to ask Jenna, who, what boy did you think was the hunkiest when you were watching this <laughs> as a kid? Um... I feel like I didn't have one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, like, was definitely, like, I feel like with this, like, the girls are such the stars, and it's, like, really cool because I do feel like it's a very feminist horror movie. Yeah. But, like, I was so, like, and this was pre-me discovering Buffy the Vampire Slayer too. but, like, I, like, loved Sarah Michelle. Clearly. Yeah. I've, like, been, like, talking about her this whole time. But, and I also love Jennifer Love Hewitt. But, so for me, it was, like, me fangirling over those two. Yeah. And then Ryan Felipe, I, I always thought was an asshole. I maybe thought he was hot in Cruel Intentions, but once again, that is Sarah Michelle Geller's movie. And then <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. is just kind of, like, he's very, like, feminine. <laughs> and it, it's funny because Ryan Felipe is, like, he's shown to be, like, this hot guy. Like, there's, like, a almost gratuitous amount of him shirtless yeah. in the locker room and you're like, oh, and then I remember Cruel Intentions where we see his ass and it's just like, oh my god, this hot, <laughs> this skeleton of like a boy. <laughs> yeah. Who, like, just, I guess like compared to today's standards, like even like the teenage shows yeah. now, that boy needs to like, he would need like, he would be on some protein, protein? Yeah, 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 protein? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan yeah. Felipe is like the one who's like hot because he's an asshole and then I think in this movie, he's, like, too much of an asshole, so it doesn't work. Well, he's violent. Yeah, he's yeah. scary. Like, where he's more attentions, he's an asshole, but he's hot because it's like, oh, but, like, he's, like, not going to hurt me. Like, <laughs> no, he's just an asshole, and I would love to do Cruel Intentions, yeah. because I've watched that movie recently, and I I, I could just tear it apart in so many ways. But um, yeah, we you can't, guys, We can't get off track. Are you guys film. ready to move on to the bad? Yes. Yes. <laughs> TC has been waiting for this moment. Okay, yeah. so... <laughs> Can someone in, like, two sentences describe to me the plot of this movie? In two sentences? Or just, like, a, like one paragraph, you. why one summer events lead to the next okay. I will do it. All right, I yeah, will go, do go, go, it. Go, go, go. I can <laughs> I can do this. Yeah. Okay. One summer, the uh, some four high schoolers accidentally think that they have killed a man who is actually a psycho killer who had just committed a murder, mm-hmm. who then tries to exact revenge on them the following summer for trying to kill him, and he c- continues to be a psycho killer. Yeah, that's that's basically it. A, what what this movie really is, is there was 
a killer who got hit mid kill, <laughs> like mid like escaping a kill, and he now has new targets because the reason he killed in the first place was that um, his daughter. His daughter's boyfriend was in the car when she died or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's why this is bad. Because <laughs> it is so overtly complicated. It's like, they killed a killer who was going to kill a guy who was already going to commit suicide no, for no, killing no. the daughter he of a guy. He wasn't going to commit suicide! suicide. <laughs> no, it was a threat. It was like the same Oh, yeah, yeah, Also, yeah, like, yeah. one of the things, like, I will say, the movie... This is what I was talking about. Like, the movie kind of structures itself in a sort of good way. I still think that there is bad because it doesn't connect those threads in a in a mm-hmm. established way on screen. But it's just like when we see we see um, that Edgar dude or whatever his name is, the one who we, they think uh, committed suicide. Yeah, we see him in the beginning. He's on the cliff. He was so hot. Like I would have. He, he was hotter. Yeah, he was like, hot. hot. And I thought about that. I was like, this dude is hot. Everyone yeah. Else, I <laughs> Roger Ebert said the best part of this movie was the first scene. <laughs> yeah, but, but like him, <laughs> Roger was into it. Him <laughs> sitting on the cli- on the edge of the he cliff, great hair, makes sense. And later on, when everyone's like, he committed suicide again, it makes sense. You saw him on the edge of the cliff. You're like, oh, that follows. But then when we learn more, it's like, no, he never intended to commit suicide. The mere fact that he had like that little token or whatever is supposed to like be a thread where it's like we see it, we see it mm-hmm. with him at first, then we see it at the dock, and they're like, ah, oh, it was with that guy, and it was with the dock. It's the same guy. However, the one thing that I will say is like bad is they show the killer's face clearly, and I'm like, oh, 40-year-old man. And then like, <laughs> like 50-year-old man, you know, some like older dude, and they're like, it was the teenage boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it no. wasn't. It was a grizzly old man. Did, did no one see that? And they kind of try to cover it up with like, I can't tell because of his face. No, that, that was, was like an old day. man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 so complicated, much more complicated than these because it could have been like, hey, we killed a guy, his dad's coming after us, and that could have been the end of it. Like, but it, it wasn't his dad. Well, yeah, like, yeah, and that's another thing. I think that the mystery of who is the killer. Like it, we're supposed to believe that the body came back, which it did, and they were trying to tie in and give us like this whole. It could be anyone. It could be any one of these young men that we've met so far. Well, and also the, the the thing is, is that this kind of exonerates them yes. because like it's not like it was. It was a bad guy. Like mm-hmm. it was yeah. a murderer. So like it's okay that they you know ran him over in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like I think that. We talked in the good about the morality of this. And as you said, in the very first scene, the people who are, the two people who die from the group uh, of the four are the ones who were like all about condoning yeah, it. They but, both are like physically putting him in. Yeah, but then yeah. They, the, they pull back with the ending, which is that uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's character, who's always been about taking ownership, and you know what? Now's the time to say something. Um, you know, fuck Barry. I'm going to go to cops. I'm going to tell everyone the truth. The moment she gets a chance to tell the truth to the cops, they're like, no, I don't have yeah, any that's, idea. That's, and it's like, so were you, was it the guilt of it because you thought you killed someone? Or was it like, and now that you know that you didn't kill someone, you're like, ah, it's fine. I don't need to. I think it is, like, because they, like, 
They're you still, it still was a hit and run. You should still like no, but yeah, I think I think to Jen's point, like that's why this movie kind of sucks because the morality tale they're trying to tell they completely contradict it with yeah. this fact that oh no 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 they killed the bad guy it's fine because when they thought they killed Anne Heche's brother Jennifer Love Hewitt is like we affected so many lives like we're, we're like we yeah. did something terrible yeah. but once they realize oh no it was a killer and all this stuff she's at college again she's getting yeah. straight A's that's, like, what, 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 that's what I'm saying it's like it took that's what makes it bad in like you can't have a morality tale that in the end they don't like they're no longer moral yeah because the mere fact that they didn't take ownership of it it's not that people weren't any like like other people died there are now as far as they know there are unsolved murders they don't know about max they can't like uh like they're not gonna automatically link that yeah to, you know what i mean well and, wasn't max in the bottom of the boat with the ice oh he was that like that that's where he kept oh, all the bodies i gotta say that that they, i forgot yeah. about that, that she found all the bodies when she's scrambling but through. also i'm just gonna say it's like do we assume that this guy just stopped murdering he was just like i have a kill list anyone who's on that kill I just, list i'll do i guess but what like, really <laughs> bothered me about like for, like other than the fact that Jennifer Love Hewitt gives us all this exposition literally in one sentence before seeing uh, <laughs> g- getting on the boat, is that this guy has so many opportunities to murder these people, and then is just like, you know what? I'm gonna keep playing with them. Yeah, he Why? does. He does tease them, and they don't kind of. Also, he absolutely that. jacks off in the closet to change. <laughs> Are we gonna talk about this? I was just like thinking, like, thank goodness she is a heavy sleeper because he would, she would have woken up to a fisherman standing over her, like putting a crown on her yes! head. Yes, yes. That's what's so funny about this guy. He's like, <laughs> I'm a cut her hair. She her. I'm a fucking. Well, because hair. again, like in that in that scene because the sister uh, says, the oh, says you so and your hair. your hair yeah her hair looks so much better short like, it does yeah but i love so that's that. what i love too is like he's like oh i'm not gonna cut her yes, bald yes. i'm just gonna give her a cute bob <laughs> that's, i thought the same thing he was yeah. like i still gonna make it like oh he, he gave her some length hacked into it like i mean he but he like layers i mean like and then she don't get me wrong she wears a hat and it's clear that she she goes to see someone to get it fixed. But it's like, she's not, like... Bald, yeah. yeah. she's not... Yeah, there should be patches. It's cute. She looks better That's that what I mean. It wig. just felt like, like pranks. It, like, yeah. I, if this movie had... I don't know if you guys had ever seen... Um, there's this 80s movie called April Fool's Day or something like that, where basically, like, all the murders end up being, like, one giant joke. It's all one big prank. I would love to see and, and this. Oh, my God. You literally just made me so and happy. And in this movie... <laughs> Where, like, every time they go to show someone a body and it's gone, I was just like, at a certain point, I was like, if I was watching this with fresh eyes, I would think that maybe all this was a prank because none of this is adding up. And, like, I think it could be, if again, watching it with fresh eyes, maybe it is Freddie Prince Jr., I don't know. This movie sets up rules that, like, oh, he's a fisherman. He has a slicker. But we also live in a fisherman's town. But it's midsummer. So (laughs) what are we looking for for clues here? Because everyone is either a suspect, but not a suspect, but is a suspect. I think the word slicker is adorable. (laughs) And so it was just so cute to me when they're like, he's wearing a slicker. Like, so many times. I was like, oh. Ray, you have a slicker now, don't you? I was like, this is so funny. I will say, like, they're... I agree with you, and I'll talk about this in the makeover. It's like, Ray being the killer actually makes way more sense. Um, just from, like, a plot level. And yeah. then also, even, like, maybe it's Freddie Prince Jr.'s acting, but there are so many moments where I'm like, why would you, knowing the ending, why would you not just say something then? Like, when they're like, yeah, Billy Blue. He's just like, oh, mm. <laughs> like, oh, my, my idea. And then, but his reasoning at the end, he's like, 
I didn't want to tell you because I wanted to keep you. So you thought the best way to keep this girl. That well, because, <laughs> because he banged Anne Hage. Yes! No one talks about this. But Anne Hage says we were sweet on each other for a little while, but it didn't work out. They fucked. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Ah. And that's why it makes more sense, too, that he would be the killer. Because he's like, not only am I going to like do all this, I'm going to bang this guy's sister, too. Like, like See, I mean... I'm, I'm loving the story we're putting together and like, in the makeover book because like that that to me makes more sense and there are lots of little things that I think like just Freddie Prince care they they do it as you said to set up a, like this red herring but you're yeah. just like it would honestly take like half of a second to remove yourself from like this well, list. Also, when you think about like Freddie Prince Jr. in the beginning when they're on the beach and they're telling the story, he's the one who's like really serious about it. He's like, no yeah, guys, no, you this really it wrong. happened. This, you're telling it wrong. Like he's intense about this yeah. in such a way that's like, Also, just so back to that scene for a second because like with, they're telling it and like we have like Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Felipe like going on about it and then Jennifer Love Hewitt goes, no, like it was like a something about like, it was a hook. Yeah. And then she was like, <laughs> and like no one reacts to her. <laughs> yeah. And she's, at least that's the way I heard it. And it was like, does everyone hate you? Like, no one to you. It was so awkward. It's really funny too, because right before they have sex on the beach, like they say some cheesy ass shit to each other. Yeah. Uh, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt's like, cite your source. And yeah, like, again, he, he points, points to his heart. heart. And I, I rolled my eyes so fucking so hard. So that brings me to another one of my bads, which is the dialogue in this mm-hmm. is just sometimes it's way too hammy. Like the whole idea, let me, I wrote it down. Um, God, let me see. He was like, you're the only one who gets me. And she replies, I get your mane. And I was just like, I immediately was like, oh my God. I literally, (laughs) I would want to kill you two from that (laughs) sentence alone. Like, it's just like, the dialogue in this gets really, really hammy in moments. Again, when she's just, they say something and she's like, well, you know I'm a feminist. And you're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's, it's a lot of, it's, (laughs) there's so many points where they show us and don't tell us vital information, but then they tell us and don't show us information that shouldn't like yeah. like for example yeah. like like the whole sh- solving of the mystery yeah like- we shouldn't have to have sarah michelle giller's sister saying you washed up has been for us to know that there's be like it just yeah. it's so visceral well also there's like a line i wrote it down and specifically in the beginning where sarah michelle geller is like talking and she's saying these cliche things and she's just like and then blah 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 and i was like that's lazy writing, but it's also very true to how this scene feels. It just yeah. feels like you're saying nonsense that has no weight and that we could have moved on by now. Um, and then the acting mm-hmm. is... Who do you think... Okay, let's list the, uh, the main <laughs> cast. Let's rank it. Let's rank the... Jen, we'll start this. Ranking best actor to worst actor. Best actor to worst... Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. Top. Um... <laughs> Look, it's like, full stop <laughs> and then we have a three way tie for last <laughs> I yeah I think I'm gonna put J-Love yes I'll give her that and then Ryan Phillippe and then um I completely agree with her. List. I completely agree with her. Like, um, if we're expanding, I would have to say that I think Anne Hayes and Johnny Galek were both better actors. No, than, absolutely. Than so, Freddie Prince. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. thing I did I forgot, but um, and I didn't say another. The Anne Hayes scene 
when I was younger was the more scarier scene. She's oh, creepy. She's scary. She's creepy, and she and like Freddie Prince Jr. fucked her. I love how you're like. I th- we don't talk about it enough. <laughs> she's heartbroken over her, over her dead brother. It's so weird. Her mom just it's died, so and he's like, you know what? She's like skinning turkeys in the yard. Yeah, but like she to me, I remember watching it and being terrified whenever they went to go visit her. She played creepy sticks girl so well, and even when she like pops up to the window and she's like, ah, she's car starting. You're like, oh, this woman is fucking crazy. I don't know. Scariest part of the movie to me when I first saw it, like, and for a like a post scream world to have her be revealed to be the killer would have been so much scarier and cooler. Or like a partnership between her and Freddie Prince. You know, it's just like a. That would make, like, all of, all the pieces are there. Oh, um, yeah, because, like, Billy Blue or whatever. Like, to me. Which that, is so, they can't believe they were like, we have to check the yearbook for Billy Blue. Like, yeah. obviously, that's uh, a fake name. Well, also, well, there's that, because they, they do, like, well, maybe it's a fake name. I mean, we gave one. Yeah. And then, also, I, th- there's that scene where she's just, like, what is, they, they do something along the lines of, um, she's, like, go call triple A. Natasha. And she's just like, <laughs> okay, Veronica. <laughs> I can't remember the name. But it was just like so, no one's buying yeah. this right now. Yeah. Um, and it's so, it's just ridiculous. So to your point yeah. about it being a really bad dialogue, at one point, uh, right before they get in the car, before the accident, uh, Ryan Phillippe gives the... Uh, the keys to Freddie Prince Jr. and he's like, be careful with my car shit smear or something like that. <laughs> I was like, who calls someone a shit smear? <laughs> oh my God. Um, but like, I think, and then also there are certain things that just didn't add up to me, such as like the fact that this entire town is just empty at random moments. It's like, is it a small town or is it not? Because if it's a small town, the idea that they don't know that Barry is her boyfriend makes no sense. You're telling me that the queen from last year's parade, no one knows anything about personal life-wise? By the way, these four kids just graduated. Yeah. yeah. So, like... It's, well, also, this town apparently has several drownings every year that so much so that they had to go through archives of drownings within the last year to find the right person is what's happening in this town I mean well again I think we talked about it there was a serial killer yeah. on the loose number one yeah but yeah, just I was watching this was he like, though or was he just killing that guy for the, the death well, of his so, daughter thing. I, you it doesn't make sense for him to kill Max or Elsa or the if, cop or the cop if he was just Here's the thing, if he only went after the four kids... He likes killing. Yeah, if he only went after the four kids and, like, the the guy in the beginning, then I would be, yes, you're right, this guy has a vendetta, and he just, like, you know, that makes sense. He has a moral code, and he's trying to live by that in a vigilante-type way. But the mere fact that he kills Elsa, who has nothing to do with well, it. Well, even if it was, like, a thing of, I want to hurt you by hurting someone you love... Exactly! The cop <laughs> is... Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, and by I the way, I was excited. He, the cop died. The cop deserved to die. The cop, the, here's the like, thing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> they they definitely set it up to where <laughs> the cop is just like the least yeah. sympathetic. Well, to your point of like, if they're gonna punish the four uh, four kids, punish yeah. the four kids. Yes. All the other things are still, but that's the thing. Like, if this guy was a serial killer prior to killing the guy that killed his daughter, oh my god, I hate this movie. <laughs> then. 
the whole thing about his daughter dying in the car accident is incidental. It's yeah. just a, it's just a serial killer. Why not just make it? Hey, you killed a serial killer. That's way more interesting. Why give us all this backstory well, about this crash? Well, I do think it's like there is a revenge aspect, but also he's fucking crazy. Like, and that's yeah. what I think is all of these things we have to like with the haircutting. Just go with because he's fucking crazy. Like, well, actually, I mean, to to that point, then. Um, the murder in Scream 2 doesn't make sense. Because it's kind of the same motivation. Bruh. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> TC is like, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's not helping. I'm not disagreeing. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, no. But, yeah. I will say about the killer, though. Like, I wish that, like, this is, I mean, it's hard-pressed for me to say anything bad about it. Because, to me, all of the bad is good. Yeah. But I do, like, watching it again, especially... I'm confused about his speeds, his agility. Like, sometimes he, like, is so slow walking after them, and then sometimes he's, like, running, and sometimes he is able to, like, get from one place to another very quickly. Like, the fact that he got that body and all the crabs out of the trunk, once again, how... Yeah, like, instantly. He, like, took the time... Oh, in the scene with Sarah Michelle Gellar in the dress shop, when he is now, he's killed someone, stashed her in the bathroom, and then put a giant tarp (laughs) over himself, Without and getting any blood on <laughs> And then when she like, but he struggles to get out of it. It's actually kind of funny. It's like yeah. a cat cut in a like, hot bag. Like he's like, oh, like trying to get out of the tarp. But it was like, but you put it on so easily and silently. Like I want, I want more. There's also, I, I was going to say that when he cut her hair, he, was, he he put the crown on her as well, which I thought was really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, so it is, funny. But also, because she goes back, she's like, he has my crown, which again, the mere fact that I was like, oh, this is what you go after? There was a dude you just dumped in the body whose eyes opened, by the way. Well, I think it was an evidence <laughs> thing, too. Like, her him no, holding. I, I, yeah. get, I get that. But, but yeah. his eyes opened. That's what you should be worried about at this point in time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I... What, oh, sorry. I was going to say that it just didn't... Honestly, it should have just been a hit and run. Like, if they were worried about their reputations, like, why... Like, they should have just been like, oh, get back in the car... Let's go. Like, yes, their, their, logic, didn't see him. their logic is a whole other conversation because, again, we hit a deer. First, all right, so wait, let me back up. Back, uh, first of all, body flies over Ryan Felipe. <laughs> flies over him, so therefore the body should be behind the car. Also, Ryan Felipe, <laughs> if he had a, a, a grown adult body That's hit him at say. that speed, he would be He's knocked dead. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but he just has like a little scratch. So again, physics in there doesn't make sense because a body that got hit and was thrown behind the and car is now so fast, in front of it. No, I believed that part. Yeah. Because you, you hit someone. So, uh, your adrenaline's coming in and you're just like, holy shit. That's true. But um, immediately they're like, we got to get rid of the body. Not, let's just leave. It's just like, a, nope, got to dump it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, we'll dump it. All Our college, do you want It's like... Hey, the two like, responses are not like they, they act as though it's we call the police or we dump the body. And it's like we could just leave. Like, yeah, just leave. It would literally be a hit and run. No one would know. They have a very good point. He was in the middle of the road, guys, in, at night. If 
some of him's on the car, some of the car's on him. Like, oh, <laughs> again, they're gonna connect they it. They did, they did reference that again. There's just no because they immediately like you're gonna lose your scholarship. How? Like, like this is not how the world world works. Well, my, my favorite thing is they're like, we need to dump the body, and they literally dump it in like the calmest bay. <laughs> <laughs> like this thing is like three feet deep, right? Like, like, yeah, no weights or anything, yeah. and like, why don't you throw him into this active? <laughs> cliffs like these oceans that we see like throw him off something these are the float to the top exactly this yeah. is just this it just it made no sense and again from the moment that he opened his eyes i'm like your whole plan no longer works you yeah. know he wasn't dead when you left him in there um, well then they kill him now they and that's a murder and that's why the guilt is so that's much what more. i'm saying it goes it goes from oh hit and run to they're like he He's clearly dead, Julie. And you're just like, wait, no. I mean, did anyone check pulse? Or anything? Like, you guys didn't do anything. Question. Yeah. Do you believe any of this of these events would have happened if they didn't come home for summer? Like, would it have just been <laughs> Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar dead? <laughs> like, yeah, I wonder that as well. Like, the letter came for Julie before she was home. Yeah. And but then, it went to her home. It didn't go to her college. But then like, he does know that she's at college at the end. Like, I still know. Oh. No, that's just, him, that's just him following her. All right, so, like, kind of to wrap up the bad and then okay. we can get into the makeover. Another thing is, so we get some diversity, but, like, it's done in such a way where it's, like, we don't, like, when Julie's roommate comes in, they give her this whole time she's talking, mm-hmm. lots of lines, don't give her a name at all. She's kind of, like, she's, if anything, she's kind of Julie's chauffeur because like she just yeah. goes, drops her off, and then at the and end then, like, of makes the movie, fun of her for being yeah. pasty. and at the well, she does make fun of her for being pasty, which I love. I love um, that, and though. then at the end, she's like, "Thanks, Deb," and like we don't see, we don't, you don't get a name and a scene, yeah. woman. You either get on screen <laughs> or you get your name reference. I will not allow both. You know what? <laughs> I will say like there's a lot of times I'm watching movies that I'm really like aware of the lack of diversity or something like that but in this specific movie just being from the carolinas i'm like yeah that's a town of only white folks no no i don't don't say that it didn't make sense i'm saying when we get diversity i.e she's in college now there are black people around i love that because in the sequel brandy's her roommate so i'm like is she requesting black roommates Here's the thing, when you're around a lot of white people, you're just like, especially when they try to kill you. I love, too, the the only real dialogue we get from the black roommate is her calling her pasty. Exactly. (laughs) You need to go get yourself a tan. (laughs) But that's my point. It's just like, that's all we get. Yeah. Um... The, it does really well, as you said. I, it's kind of a feminist in a way. I think well, the women... all horror movies are kind of feminist. Yeah, with, that's with the important. final girl like overcoming. Yeah. However, some of the time it becomes this kind of like voyeuristic, like let's see this sexy woman yeah. get hurt kind of thing. Which this, I don't feel like it does. That. Well, and I will say, I think there was a really good job of like, and I think Kevin Williamson is just better at this than some other horror movie writers where. There's typically at one point in the movie, one scene where like the hot girl just gets naked or strips or does something yeah. sexual yeah. for no reason. I mean, that's a really good point because like even when we see when Sarah Michelle Gellar changes her clothes, any other director would have had her like take off and she's in like panties and bra. And then oh, then well, maybe would have done some other close-ups to the closet, the exactly. heavy breathing. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like this one is just like we know that he, we know that she's he's just there, getting ready but for she bed. Gets ready like for it bed. feels uh, also like, her not father at all. complete like. I love how they show her father is so removed that literally another person comes in, walks right by him, and yeah. he does not. I, I almost, I, I feel like someone's gonna be like, "Hey, sir, uh, both of your daughters died." <laughs> oh, the game. 
I'm watching the game. Like, that's just the kind of character they paint. Uh, Yeah, very, very much. But I do, and this is just, like, I I think it's hilarious. Like, the Hook story, like, really bookends everything, because he, like, is killing with the Hook, and at the end, he loses his hand. Hand. And they only have the Hook in there. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I was going to say earlier that I got distracted from, which was that, as much as I love that kind of poeticness of the Hook, it makes no sense for that to be... He wasn't on the beach no. when we heard this story. That's, so totally why did he select it? And then why does he keep it? Like, Because here's the thing. When he does it with Max, they do show the hook. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, this is a convenient this is a convenient killing tool. Fisher. And he use it. But it's just like, he does it. And that he could have left it there and then used other tools. But now that's his signature. He's like, oh, I like this one. Nice weight to it. Like, yeah. You know what? And yeah. that's why this movie, and like, it couldn't pick a backstory. Is this yes. guy a serial killer who kills with the hook, who inspired Freddie Prince Jr.'s story on the beach at the beginning, because that would make sense. That, yeah. like, hey, no, there's this guy that yeah. kills with the hook. Like, this is a... With but the maybe also, that was hook makes it seem more like it's going to be Freddie Prince th- Jr. Th- I think, I, thought was, I just yeah. got that. I was like, oh, they're trying to tell us Because well, he was the one who was so into the story. No, so but like, the first time we see the hook is Ryan Phillippe attacking Matt. Like, Freddie Prince Jr. isn't even there when the killer so calls... Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I personally, I even when I looked at this, I was like, I would like to, when we see the old guy at the end, which again, I was like, old guy. So yeah. like, I think A, they could have done a better job at covering up his face because then it could be anyone by I mean, yeah. it was like older dude. And then um, not only that, but with Freddie Prince Jr., he's present during a lot of the story beats. We don't see this guy at all. He just shows up at the end. Um, unless he's like we see him in the crowd as like uh, the killer and that like even again in the parade older dude so it's just like no it's clear that it's some older dude and that to me takes away the whole it could be Freddie Prince Jr. type situation had we met him because what they do in Scream 2 that's good is we meet the mom multiple times in the movie we meet her she shows up and so you're like oh this one character who I didn't really think could be harmful or even important to the story turns out to be. That makes more sense than just, hey, I by the way, liked, random did. And I guess this is more into, like, the makeover, but, like, so, like, Pretty Little Liars when it's, like, multiple A's, like, yes. there's, like, a team. Like, it would have been really cool if, like, you guys had this earlier, if it was, like, the old man, but it was also Freddie Prinze Jr., because he fucked Anne Hayes and then Anne Hayes. Honestly, so if it was I like, like a group. Of, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's get into the makeover. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, I love that. Keep so going. yeah, Jen, <laughs> tell us your version of "I know what you did last." Okay, summer. so uh, change barely anything. Like, <laughs> iconic, but I do think like the mystery of it to me would have been more original and fun if it like was not just a who done it like one person, but it was like oh Anne Hayes is in on this because she's creepy as fuck. Freddie Prinze Jr. is in on it. Like, he is, he, like, maybe felt so much guilt that he now is trying to seek revenge, like, as a way to, like, assuage his own guilt over what Uh happened. And then also the old man is crazy, but, like, he has recruited these, like, two young, impressionable, like, teens, or, like, however old Anne Haitian is supposed to be, that, like, they're all in it together and they're all killing them. Yes, no, honestly, I agree with you that, to me... This movie would have made, like, it would have even been better had, like, like what if the town was in on it? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that would make sense. Where it's just, like, no, like, the town is punishing. Because, again, there's, it, it's yeah. supposed to have, like, this morale tell to it. And, like, the fact that they don't own up to it at the end, again, it's just, like, that all makes more sense than this, just this one guy. As you said, TC, it kind of is gets convoluted. 
Um, yeah. Just with, like, it's reasoning and, the, like, the different ways you have to connect. And it's not all in the script. I, um, my, my version was, I, there were two things I would like to do. One, watching this, I was like, I honestly would like, you don't get to see a lot of minority uh, centric versions of this story. So I think like having this exact same script or premise, mm-hmm. but like all Hispanic cast or all black cast or something like that, where it's just like, in reality, it's like, we yeah. know how white people react to this, but how do black people react to it? Like, Hitting a body, hitting you know, a, like, a yeah. white body and, in New York Carolina, and, and oh, being like, man. like, no, we have to hide this exactly. Body. <laughs> that makes that that to me stakes are high, and then that to that me is also so true. and also why the, you can't go to the police, why you can't go to the police, and also the whole losing your scholarship or like all that, those beats make way more sense. Yeah, these are rich white people. <laughs> Thank you. They like, were like, we're gonna get in trouble. They like, could have bought really? their way. You're yeah. white rich kids. None of you were going to jail for someone who was in the middle of the road. And I think that's kind of like, when I saw that immediately and I saw Ryan Felipe kind of like being like, oh, we're going to get in trouble. It's like, that just shows me how privileged you are because you're like, honestly think that this means anything for you (laughs) when it's the 90s, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that was something I liked or something else that I considered was um, he's clearly been stalking these kids. I would like a version from his point of view. You know, it's just like a, like, honestly, if we were to do like a, has anyone seen you on Netflix? Yes. Have you no, seen I haven't it? seen it. So you, you've seen you uh, on Netflix and it's, it's this serial killer and we kind of see things from his perspective. Like we see him stalk, um, the, this girl, we see how he gets into other people's rooms yeah. and stuff and how makes things look coincidental. And that to me is something that I think, cause I would love to see how he does all of these yeah. things. And I think honestly, the story is more interesting. If you take this dude who like, if we start off kind of in a uh, sunset boulevard type way, where it's like you open up, he's underwater. And he's like, yep, that's me underwater. I bet you're wondering how I got here. And it's like, you know what? And it's just like, from that point on, we see him track down these kids who think they've gotten away with it. And it's kind of like, because he's a, our protagonist, we're kind of rooting for him, but at the exact same time, this dude's a killer. And like, it's, you know, we kind of want him to get you. You know, do, because when you look at it from that perspective too, it is like, look at these four privileged white assholes. Yes. Who fucking ran me over and left me for dead, and then they're just continuing on about their lives. Like again, that yeah. to me is motivation in itself, and that's a far more interesting story yeah. than what we got. Um, Even though I'm with you, I love this movie. It's death. a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Quick si- sidetrack: I do want to say that uh, there is a great movie called uh, uh, "The Rise of Leslie Vernon," um, which is. Um, a movie about a serial killer preparing to do a series of uh, kills where he's like, it's like a comedy kind of office documentary <laughs> where he's like, all right, so this is how I track people down. And this is how I make it look like I'm walking when I'm really running. And it's yeah. actually a super oh, interesting movie. Oh, I would movie. love to see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was all right, like, how guy. would you do? Okay, so. Right. <laughs> TC's so excited. <laughs> I have a, a few very simple things to make this movie workable. Um, one of them is just to get rid of the whole kid on the cliff the the just get rid of the whole storyline with this guy that billy like yeah and okay. all of that yeah and literally just make this a movie about a guy punishing these four specific people for a crime they committed against him yeah that's 
that's something that would make this so much easier to follow from just a hey. Let's I would argue this. that's what it is, though. It just has the red herring. Well, no, I think that I think that what TC is saying is the red herrings are actually distractions. No, I don't mind the red herrings. What I'm saying is to give such complicated backstory to a red herring. We spend the majority of this movie focusing on the wrong... You're actually right. Like, it's like, not only do we spend the, the majority of the movie, but when I looked at, like, the timestamp, it's like an hour had gone by, and you were just like, wait, really? We're just now getting... Yeah. yeah and, like, you, again, we're not introduced to this killer, his motivation, anything, until right before he shows up on screen in the third act, like, at the end of the third act. So, like, to me, it just seemed like, all right, like, first of all, them trying to solve this, like, I... <laughs> yeah, I love when kids, teenagers are like... We can do... Because then they're like, we can catch this guy and talk to him. What? (laughs) So that's one thing I would change. Yeah, what were they going to do when they caught him? (laughs) Like, we can catch him. Like, And then do what? Sit him down and be like, hey. Stop killing us. (laughs) Did you... Did we hit you? (laughs) Because I feel like this movie, like, the premise of it was like, hey, like, it's the 90s. We want to stop drunk driving. Like, it's a morality tale. Yeah, she literally says, don't drive drunk. Like, like... If the movie had been more of just... Because that's what I think is more of a classic throwback to like those early 80s movies of like, well, if you do drugs or if you drink or if you have sex, you're going to get in this. Like... If you kill someone, you're going to get money. (laughs) Simplify. He says that. Shit, it's the 4th of July. Shouldn't you be out drinking, having fun, committing murders? (laughs) (laughs) So bad. That is what I love to do on the 4th of July. Also, by the way, I like... To me, this felt like one of those movies that was trying to create a Halloween... Because again, he goes, Happy Fourth of July. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's any tie to yeah. like But <laughs> you said you watch this every fourth of July. Oh I do. Which again, it's like for me, it worked for yeah. what he wanted. <laughs> but I think that it's it crazy to classic. see that like that in my mind was what they were going for because the whole happy fourth of July. Like by the way, not like it's not it's a background thing. Yeah. So like if the murders were fourth of July themed, I could see it, but like other than that. That line makes no sense. Yeah, well, <laughs> if we're going to start talking about not lines that don't make sense, we're going to be here all day, guys. Uh, one of the other things I do want to say was that Jen's point of changing the killer to Anne Heche, yes. I think, is so much more interesting. I like this idea of... Okay, so in the sequel, and I we might yeah. end up doing this movie one day. I yeah, don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I still know what you did last summer. The son of the guy that they killed ends up being the killer. Yeah. Yes. So what I would have liked is if they kind of merged that in a way where we find out that Freddie Prince Jr. is somehow like he finds out after they did this thing where they were like, it's not a big deal. And he realized, oh, that person I killed was so, like someone important to me. Yeah. And then he starts spiraling out of control and it makes him and Anne Heche or whatever, like just or- something to where like it's more personal but i think specifically the reason they didn't do that was because scream had just came yes. out and the boyfriend was just the killer yeah exactly well i mean but i think that the boyfriend but let I mean, like, but again, i'm okay like, with the boyfriend being the killer it's Let's- fine again like you're doing you're already doing Trump's. a tale as old yeah. as time why not just keep with it he's like yeah. yeah and like the idea of she'd already broken up with him anyway like like it had just come out a year before and like what if people have been like oh kind of like what happened in Scream yeah but it doesn't mean like if you hit those same beats and they have Anne Heche 
and Freddie Prince be the killers, it's still, like, if anything, the movie is better and it makes more sense. Even Johnny Galecki as the killer would have been a better, like, he had backstory. He had a reason to hate these That's what I'm saying. Like, when the fisherman shows up, it is kind of, like, out of nowhere. We've never seen him before. If he was, like, a customer at the store, I would be like, oh, that dude who we saw by... Yeah. whatever I do wish we had seen him before however when I love the reveal of like oh I have the suicide note which big leap in is... but like when it is <laughs> the yeah. like, letters by the way I did love how because I learned this from this movie when she was like well I hit it because I wouldn't have gotten insurance money and I was like <laughs> good on you girl <laughs> commit that insurance fraud like... <laughs> there's two themes here guys don't drink and drive and fuck the police we're seeing it throughout <laughs> Because up until this point, she's like, oh, yeah, my brother killed himself. Oh, hey, by the way, that's not a suicide note. By the way, I think we hit your brother with your car. By the way, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> by the way, what? She, there, she definitely does that. She definitely goes and disrupts this entire woman's life. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's not what you think it is. He wasn't, he didn't commit suicide. He was threatened. It's really complicated. I can't really get into details right now. And well, then like, she goes, Nurr. like, I, because when she's going, I saw him. I saw his tattoo. And he's like, he didn't have no tattoo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then it's just like, oh, so you literally had no reason to disrupt this Again, woman's life. Yeah, that's another thing that I was like, you guys went in here with, like, no. How about you start off with, hey, did your brother have a tattoo? Oh, like, like is yeah. this the guy that yeah. we think it is? Not no, only gonna... did we not kill your brother, <laughs> we're going to make you think we did. Also, my friend fucked you and made you sad. <laughs> what? This my is... boyfriend, he yeah. wants to get back with me now. If anything, Anne Heche's character should be the character she in this sequel. The, they done her the, the most yeah. wrong. <laughs> the insurance fraud check got, like, you know, they, the insurance came back and demanded the money because they yep. found out it wasn't a suicide. Like, all of these things, like, yeah. I just think that... I feel bad for this small town police department trying to make sense <laughs> of this shit show of a, of a case. Like, yeah. I mean, all they wanted um, to do was protect the parade. Yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, which, by the way, that's another point just in this movie. When he's like, we're gonna need the crown back. I was like, fuck you, old man. Because he's just like... A, you only have I'm one sorry, crown. For, but, uh, which, we're gonna need that crown back. I was like, is this the moment, sir? By the way... This be- pageant, it's not for Miss USA. <laughs> Like, or Miss America. Like, it's literally, like, just for a small town and then goes no further. Like, I don't... I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. I don't know what this contest is because the woman who sings fame is 45 years old. (laughs) And so it's like, all right, she's competing against an 18-year-old high school girl. What is this contest? Okay, so let's let's kind of wrap it up a little bit. Oh, I will say, do you guys have, like... If you were going to do any casting, who would you do for, like, the oh sequel? Oh, my God, same you know? casting. <laughs> you're, like, absolutely the same, same everyone. <laughs> Except for, no, I do love your idea of, like, changing it to be, like, not white people. Yes. For, like, a remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I just, I just yeah. believe that the stakes, in fact, 100%. would be I think it would be scarier. I think, yeah, I think actually that would be, like, Again, because that's another thing. They're, like, they're always, like, we can't go to the cops. I'm, like, why? Like, yeah. especially once murders start happening, yeah. why can't you go to the cops? Yeah. <laughs> At this point in time, the murder trumps your hit and run. I'm yeah. just going to put that in, in yeah. some context for you. So I think, like, adding the racial element to it, absolutely. I think, too, that, like, and it's... 
Tell Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, if we had spent a little bit more time with these characters prior to like this day, where we learned that like, hey, like Freddie Prince Jr. isn't from a lot. Like, we just get all this in dialogue. We don't see him like, oh, I'm so happy I got the scholarship. This means yeah. so much. I'm actually going to be able to do something with my life. Like, exactly. we don't know what the future means for any of these people, really, other yeah. than just that campfire thing. This is one of the ones because they did it with Scream, where they made it into like a series, mm-hmm. and. It, like, it kind of worked, but I feel like this makes more sense. That's what I was going to say. Like, this could totally be like a, uh, uh, what, what were we saying? Um, a, uh... Netflix? No, no, no. Uh, like, the... Teen drama? Yeah, like a, what was the one that Jen was talking about? Where, like, Dawson's Creek? Where, like, they leave the, oh... Oh, the, Pretty Little Liars! Pretty Little Liars! Yeah, yeah, we're, we're naming everything. <laughs> this being like a, hey, we have this secret, and not only, like, over some, but over a period of time, there's someone who's fucking with us, who's sending us messages. Who's, I mean, that's pretty much what Pretty Little Liars is. It would be a great TV yeah. show, though. It'll be like, yeah, the first episode is, like, they killed these people, and then it's like, someone knows, like, flash forward a year, and then you could watch it, like, I would... Again, yeah, that, sure. and then on, honestly, it would work way better. Like, actually. it would work so much better, and then also so it would really give you like a chance to honestly not know who the killer is, because at that point in time, the ability to build up the possibility that it's anyone, yeah, um, you know, the, the, that it could be Max, that it yeah. could be Freddie Prince Jr., that it could be Anne Hage, you get time to like honestly, like it could be Elsa. Is it the town? Yeah. And then you get to build the relationships more and like care more and stuff like that. And it would be fun to do that, just like, but it's like a one season thing, so you can still have people dying. Yes. I, I love also, like, now if we're thinking about 2019, the idea of jumping forward a lot. Jumping forward 20, 30 years. We live in a, a, in a time now where shit from people's past from the 80s and 90s mm. is coming back and haunting them in big ways. Absolutely. So, like, yeah. Ryan Phillippe's character, as like 20 years later, being this person who has so much to lose, and we're seeing this. Older white man with all this privilege, like trying well, so I hard think that to not. That's definitely how they would do it now. Like you know, if, like if they were to do a sequel, because like how how they yeah. moving forward, it's like all right, uh, Julie and Freddie Prince Jr. are established. They're yeah. older. They have you know, like they have, they have family to lose. Yeah, they have kids, and someone's targeting their children. You know, like that all makes sense. And then they're yeah. like, "Hey, Barry, we need to come forward." And he's like, "I'm a head of industry. I can't yeah, 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 lose yeah. this shit." Like, just yeah. just something to just kind of make it a little bit more relevant. I think would be interesting too. But although they didn't kill anyone now, so it's like, yeah, I mean, like again, it's this is what's weird. It's like they killed, but they didn't kill, so it's okay. Yeah. But now the killers are after them, and it's just like it, it's yeah, that's yeah. right. It was like a murder, but he never <laughs> he didn't die. He All didn't right, die. So let's to wrap this up. <laughs> so dumb. We always ask our guests. Is this movie more good than bad? Good, uh, yes. Okay, TC, where do you sit? I sit on the opposite side of this couch. <laughs> all right, and I want to say I'm sorry, but I'm going to do this. Even with all of its bad and all the things that we've pointed out, this movie to me is way more good. Yeah, like, and it's way more fun from a movie standpoint. Like I feel like the problems are not even with the script. It's how that's carried out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because, as I said, when you look into things, it's all right It there. also makes you wonder, like, how much important shit ended up on the editing floor because it was deemed boring. Well, yeah, well, also, so what's interesting is very often, we kind of started off this this particular episode with why did they kill Max? They said that they killed Max specifically because the reason I told you, which is that Max is there and it's, like, it's threatening he to... He was going to go to the cops. He was going to go to the cops. But also, it wasn't... Like, there's no stakes. Like, as we said, like, we go a whole hour just kind of, like, setting up the story. And because Max is dead, 
we now know this guy is dangerous. He's yeah. like um, yeah. yeah. Other than, because other than that, you're right. They're just pranks. It's just, it really could just be yeah. someone knows and is kind of messing with them. Yeah. Um, but we know that it's deadly because of Max's death. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So thank you. Um, that is another episode of Movie Makeover. Jen. Um, Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Find you. <laughs> oh, they can find me on Insta, Jenigan, J-E-N-I-G-A-N, or at Acme Comedy, fourth Fridays of every month. Nice. Uh, thank you again. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Extra Siege. That's X-T-R-A-C-E-E-J. And totally you guys can find me at a braver me at dot braver dot me on Instagram. And um, if you guys have any thoughts on how to make this movie better, uh, <laughs> you could share it with us at Movie Makeover on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email us your ideas at moviemakeoverpod at gmail.com. As always, I'm Siege. And I'm TC. Makeover and out! What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs>